and what's becoming way too regular early in the season for the Chicago Bulls. We're here to talk about another Chicago Bulls loss, this time to the Toronto Raptors. We're also going to talk about why it's finally time that everyone, everyone, gives more criticism to Billy Donovan and his coaching, considering where the Bulls currently set at on this season. We're going to talk about all that, plus the mailbag, right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes. Make sure you guys are following the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, Let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And the Chicago Bulls lost 121-108 to the Toronto Raptors and what eliminated them from in-season in tournament uh, contention, all that good stuff. The Raptors are already out of contention. And, you know, it, it's a lot of things you can pull away from this game. One, Zach Levine having a big night scoring-wise, at least individually, with 36 points, 4 of 8 from 3-point range, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal. Shout-out to Zach Levine for coming back and really asserting himself. There were times in this game, specifically in the fourth quarter, where they were trapping or doubling-teaming Zach Levine on every time he touched the ball, and he still put up 12 points in the fourth quarter with that happening. That goes kind of hand-in-hand with, you know, this thing of him taking less than 10 shots and, you know, the, the thing of saying he's trying to get other – it's all bullshit. Like, let's just be clear on this. Like, at this point in time, I'm kind of fed up with this team. Um, I'm fed up with the with the rigmarole and the po- po- political bullshit com- comments and things like this. Listen, Zach Levine, at the end of the day, Zach is checked out. And he's and he's over it, right? It is what it is. He's ready to get out of town. I, I understand the, the reasons to that. I'm, I'm glad that Zach Levine had a big night tonight, and I love the way that he played. And Zach Levine reminded people, for anyone that forgot, is that when Zach Levine gets in rhythm, he's one of the most fluid scorers in the NBA. And it's a beautiful thing to watch, and it's unfortunate that – Things have now led to the point to where they are, and we'll talk a little bit about that more in it. But in this game, the Bulls shoot 51% from the field overall, which is really solid. 44% from three-point range, right? So those are kind of things that you want to see from the Chicago Bulls, but when it comes down to it, this team just doesn't execute well. Like, it's bigger than the stats. It's bigger than the box score with the Chicago Bulls. And we talked about that at times this season. There are some games in which you'll look at the Bulls and look at the box score, and it'll, and it'll have you thinking or make you think that this team was actually respectable in the game. And they and they just weren't. They weren't. The Chicago Bulls did not win a single quarter but the fourth quarter in this game. And by, at that time, it was because Patrick Williams went off in the fourth quarter. Like, shout out to Patrick Williams and what he was able to do in the fourth quarter. But the game was decided at that point in time, right? The Chicago Bulls lost on basically every hustle uh, thing in it. Uh, the Raptors had a better effective field goal pursuing, uh, percentage than the Chicago Bulls at 60 to 58, right? Uh, they also had more free throws than the Chicago Bulls. They had 27. We had 19. They go 20 of 27. We go 12 of 19. Offensive rebounding battle. They won that as well, 13 to 10. And then when you look at the only place as far as the hustle stats and the key, especially for the Bulls to not being a volume three-point shooting team that we beat the Raptors in was the offensive, re- I'm sorry, the turnover battle, which we won 12 to 14. Other than that, every bit of the hustle stats and analytics and things that you look at for this team, we lost that. And this continues to be the struggle for the Chicago Bulls. And, you know, I, I think that Billy Donovan deserves a bigger uh, cr- criticism on where the Bulls sit right now because look at it. The Bulls right now are in the same place as rebuilding teams in the NBA, right? The Portland Trailblazers are a team that's absolutely re- rebuilding. And guess what? The Chicago Bulls sit right around the same area as them. The, the Washington Wizards, which, you know, that you know that team, it, it, it is what it is and things like that. But, like, the Bulls right now are 13th in the Eastern Conference. And that's bad. We'll talk about it. Like I'm getting, I'm getting off track, right? Um, in this game, Demar Derozan was ejected in this game. 
Uh, and he was apparently ejected because of him ge- being a little bit more frustrated about. Uh, he took kind of uh, 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 he had an issue with uh, Pascal Siakam and Pascal Siakam taking the three. And he went on to he actually explain to himself here. Kind of an unwritten code in the NBA when you're under 24 seconds and you have the last possession, the, the shot get the shot clock typically gets dribbled out. Is that what you took exception? For sure. I don't care about no end season tournament points. None of that, just a respect for the game. If Rose flip-flop, had the ball, hold it. Is what it is. What did you, can you share what you said to the bench? Uh, Probably not. Is there a clean version? No. <laughs> did you have a chance to talk to Siaka? No, uh. Well, we were told that he thought this point differential comes into play, but they were eliminated before the game, but it's unclear if he knew that. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, I knew that, but I didn't care about that either. I mean, you know what I mean? So just everybody yelling over here, score, 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 score. Take the win. We get out of here. You know, stay up. Like I said, Rose's verse, whether we needed points, the the in-season points or not, just for the respect of I have for my opponents. You know, I hold the ball, especially if it's no shot clock. It's, It's just me. And so, you know, in him talking about respect for the game, right, that's what it comes down to is respect taking issue because of the respect for the game, and I love that Demar said that, right? Even in you saying he can't share what he said to the to the bench, and you know things like that, and saying he understood the points. But like I said earlier, the Raptors are already eliminated from it. I like this team in that moment. Demar had some pride in it, but listen, we need more than that, and that's and that's one of the biggest issues with this team overall is that this team just does not seem like it has a gear or monochrome of fucking pride at all. It just doesn't. This team is. It seems like it's just. They just try, wait until they figure it out. And, you know, DeMar actually has comments on that. Before we get into that, Alex Caruso did leave this game. Seems like Kobe White stepped on his foot. Uh, he was asked after the game kind of about it, and it was Billy Donovan's decision to pull him out. He said this. Billy, Billy told us that he just kind of made a unilateral decision to, to not bring you back after Kobe stepped on your foot. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think you could have come back if, if he had asked, or um, how bad was it hurt? It was, it was pretty painful. It was probably the right decision. Um, I think there's probably only more negative that could have happened rather than positive throwing me back out there, especially with you know the athletes and, and the pace of the game and the physicality of it. So what's uh, the plan moving forward? Is trying to get about three minutes? Uh, yeah, it's good treatment. I already started that. We're going to do some more stuff before we get on the plane and then take it. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and see, see where we're at. Was there a diagnosis other than just kind no, of... No, no, nothing. Yet. And so... Right now, there's no decision being made on Alex Caruso and his availability for Sunday. It's way too early. He did say, you heard in that clip, he's going to go out, get some more treatment, things like that. So that's good. Um, you know, Alex Caruso, I think when it comes down to it, we have voicemails on it too. Like, I get you wanted to bring in energy into the the starting lineup, but you got Alex Caruso playing the four. He's a 6'3 guard. Come on, y'all. Like, like, what are we doing here, right? And that brings us to the next topic that we have is that, you know, I ask, people get asked me all the time, is there still hope? Why are we still watching the Chicago Bulls team? DeMar DeRozan said this. He said, put a couple of wins together. I, tr- I really, truly believe that can shift everything for us. We got to challenge ourselves. We can't have those spiritual talks. We got to challenge each other and leave it, it, leave it all the way out there. That's a good thing to be challenged. Ask something of yourself more than you ever have at this point, myself included. That's where we're at. Now, to say that that's where we're at as far as this team challenging themselves, right? This team is towards the bottom of the league in pace. We're like 27th in offensive efficiency. This team right now, it, it, it doesn't seem like there's much hope for this team to turn anything around. And when you look at the talent that's on this team, this team should be better than the talent that we have on this team. And I put a lot of that on head coach Billy Donovan. 
Billy Donovan deserves to get more criticism, not just from people like me and pundits and things like that and Bulls fans, but people need to realize, the front office needs to realize that you have to look at what Billy Donovan is, is giving you right now. This Chicago Bulls team is not that much different that as far as win, win rate than the Jim Boylan coach teams. Now, that team, those teams had fucking Denzel Valentine on them, right? This team has so much more talent than that, but we're, we're shaping up and things are going in the direction where we're going to end in about the same place that that team is. We have right now the win rate and percentage of a rebuilding team, and we're a team that's actually trying to win and compete. And that doesn't mean take away from the mistakes that players make on this team. That doesn't mean that that eliminates DeMar DeRozan being one of the worst defensive players in the NBA. Nikola Vucevic ain't too far behind him. Nobody, uh, those things, two things, more things can be true at the same time. You can have multiple things true at the same time. But Billy Donovan, the fact that this team is not likely to move on from Billy Donovan and all of this, it blows me. It really does at this point in time. The Bulls suck. And Billy Donovan is a big part of the of the reason of why that. Is he the only reason? No. And I don't want to take away from that. But he is part of the reason why the Chicago Bulls find themselves where they are because Billy Donovan is, a, is not a good head coach for the Chicago Bulls. He's just not. And when you look at the talent that we have on this team, when you look at the capability that we have on this team, the head-scratching decisions, not riding the hot hand, for people, anybody at this point to say that Billy Donovan isn't part of the problem and just tries to blame it just on the players or just on the front office is missing so much, and it's ridiculous. Billy Donovan has to go. And as long as Billy Donovan is the head coach of the Chicago Bulls team, I don't think that you can find the right mix of anything. And even then, even if you do go on a retool or rebuild or whatever, what has Billy Donovan showed to say that he deserves it? The Bulls have a less than 30% win percentage on this season. Billy Donovan has a 40% win percentage as the head coach of the Chicago Bulls. The, the proof is in the pudding. You now have four years under Billy Donovan to show, yes, that first year, we didn't know what we were going to be. We weren't necessarily trying to win. We had a new front office, new regime coming in, things like that. But you have to, right along with the bad decisions from the front office in drafting, right along with the bad defense from our core three players, right along with Patrick Williams being passive. You got to put right up there with all of those things is Billy Donovan and his inability to coach a team that has talent on the roster. And as long as Billy Donovan is left in this position to keep allowing to just, for, for him to just keep getting the pass, what has Billy Donovan done to deserve a pass from Chicago? I can tell you right now, nothing. There's been nothing in it, nothing. So the fact that we keep tying ourselves to a coach that has not deserved a pass at all is crazy to me. We didn't even give that much of a pass to Tom Thibodeau, and we had a winning record basically every year under Tom Thibodeau. But Billy Donovan is the head coach that gets the pass. Listen, to say that, ask the question, is there still hope for the season for the Chicago Bulls? I mean, realistically, probably still 60, what, five games left on the season. But it doesn't seem like that any type of hope that's there is going to be realized because, listen, we got issues from top to bottom, and coaching is absolutely still one of those issues. And it, I just don't know, man. I don't know. And, uh, you know, it is what it is when it comes down to it. But it is Saturday, so that means it is mailbag day. Let's go ahead and get into the voicemails. This first one's from the 661. Hey, hey. I used to stay in Chicago. I'm a long-time Bulls fan. You know, keeping up with the Bulls way out here in Cali. But anyway, I just, I, I just want to kind of respond to a lot of the uh, – People that's on YouTube and uh, NBC Chicago, Casey Johnson, and CHGO uh, uh, with Matt Heck and, and Big Dave, all everybody who 
covering the Bulls don't keep it real. I know, and y'all know, because y'all are more close to the Bulls than I am, everybody knows what's wrong with Zach Levine, but you guys don't seem like you really know. The problem with Zach Levine is he checked out. He's checked out, bro. He's doing all this stuff that you see is on purpose. Him only taking nine shots. I see it. Everything is done on purpose, purposely. So that's the problem with Zach Levine. He got checked out. We need to get rid of him. He's going he gonna to bring a sour, uh, a bad locker room to the Bulls if he keep it up. Uh, because we might not trade him no time soon. So that's the problem. I'd like for you guys to respond to it. Keep it real. Uh, Big Dave and they'll be trying to sugarcoat it. I guess y'all can't speak on it. But the problem with Zach Levine is he's checked out. He don't care about the Bulls. That's the problem. He's doing everything he's doing is on purpose, if you notice. He do that on purpose, and then all of a sudden he'll come in the fourth quarter and start shooting. Hit threes. He can been doing that. He don't want to do it. He checked out. Thank you, guys. I want your thoughts on it. You, hey, you and uh, Pat the Designer, tell me what you think. Love you guys. I love your show. Bye. Zach, I don't think anybody has said that Zach Levine hasn't checked out. I, I don't, like, uh, this voicemail was left earlier in the week, but Madden Big Dave has said it. Um, I've definitely said it. I have a whole video on Zach Levine checking out. Me and Pat the Designer have talked about it. So, like you saying that people aren't uh, ready to say what it is, I think we've all identified what it is. Yes, Zach Levine is checked out, but it's more than just being checked because you can still technically be checked out and just remove yourself from things but still perform. Like, Zach Levine at this point, he's ready to go. And like I said before, I understand both sides of the argument with it. And, I, I, you know, it's going to be for a while. Like, we, we know December 15th is probably the earliest, and it could go to January 15th if they're going to be uh, rookies that were just drafted and included in the deal as well. So we could be having uh, another month plus, month and a half, basically, of Zach Levine still in the Chicago Bulls uniform. And we'll see what that ends up bringing. Um, but all right, let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from Mello. What's going on, Hayes? This is Mello. First, I'm going to tell you, happy Thanksgiving, bro. Um, I got two things. One is about Billy Donovan. When the Bulls um, made these offseason moves to get Craig and Carter, I thought both of these dudes would be probably starting. I didn't want Pete Will to not start, but obviously he hasn't played well, so I get why Billy did that. But why would he then demote him back to the bench to start Caruso, who's now going to be playing power forward and potentially getting hurt? Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boost. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Caruso was killing it off of the bench. He keeps coaching, like preaching all of this about continuity, but you have to let chemistry happen first to see who actually plays well with each other. And as far as fit, Carter and Craig fit perfectly with the starting five. You get put them with, I'm not going to call them the big three, I'm going to call them the core three with Levine, Jamal, and Roots. You put those guys out there with them, it's sick. And then off the bench, you have Caruso, Kobe, Io, P-Will, and Drummond, if you want to go 10 deep. But he just sticks to his normal rotation, which makes no sense. It's like right around the six-minute mark, you know either Levine or DeMar is coming out the game. Second, so I just want to get your 
your thoughts on that because neither Carter or Craig have played together with the core three for this entire season. That makes no sense. And just a question for you, if they do move Zach, where do you think is the best place for him to go in regards to what the Bulls can get in return? That's my question for you. How are we going, bro? Um, so, you know, I have a video, and I did talk about the fact that we haven't seen Javon Carter or Torrey Craig play a single minute with the core three together. And much like you, I did think, even if I didn't necessarily think that we would see that as the starting lineup, I did think that we would see that lineup some, and we haven't seen it at all yet. And Alex Caruso starting, I get it, right? Your, your starting lineup missed some energy. The bench hasn't been able to replace the energy of Alex Caruso. What it really just comes down to it, it just shows the importance of Alex Caruso on the team that if he's in the starting lineup, we don't have any energy off the bench. If he's on the bench, we have energy off the bench, but no energy in the starting lineup. So it just, it really shows the importance of what Alex Caruso brings to this team. But it goes back to what I said about Billy Donovan. He's a, he's a head-scratching coach. A gum-chewing, head-scratching-ass coach because that's the only two things that a Billy Donovan coach team is going to leave you is scratching your head and wondering why the motherfucker chews so much bubble gum. That's really it. That's really what it comes down to, and it's unfortunate that this is where we are, right? And, um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I, it, it's unfortunate that we don't see any type of original. Billy Donovan is always in a place of reacting to what the other team does. And much like I said with Matt Eberflus and Luke Getze over at Chicago Bears Central is that when you play – to not lose the game instead of play to win the game, and that's kind of how it seems like Billy Donovan is doing. He's playing not to lose the the adjustment, not to lose the coaching battle, and he loses it every single time because he's not coaching to try to win it. We're going to just find ourselves behind the eight ball more times than not, in my opinion, and that's really what it comes down to. But all right, let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from Michael Korn. Hey, Hayes, on this day of thanks, been uh, searching for something uh, positive to say about the Bulls, and all I can say is, all things must pass. Uh, I'll keep rooting for the Bulls, but we're going to outlast this uh, team, including our coach and front office. Anyway, listen, uh, I heard your pregame uh, before the Thunder game, and you mentioned about aiming for a thousand straight uh, uh, days of broadcast consecutively. Awesome. Uh, and you said, like, you're taking three days no matter what, which is cool, but if you need some arguments on why you should take at least seven days, including a couple of weekends, uh, I'm willing to make a case for you, just just in case uh, yeah, you want to take that time. And um, awesome show. And uh, I'll stick with the Bulls, man, but uh, they really suck. And, um, oh, man, I'm going to keep things positive. But uh, have a good one. Enjoy the show uh, always. Thanks. Bye. First of thing, thank you, Michael Korn, for, uh, you know, your thoughts. I am taking three days off after episode 1,000. It'll be 1,000 straight days of doing this show. I'm taking three days off, I'm turning it over to Steve-O. He's going to take over the channel for three days. Like I said, once we hit episode 1,000, I don't have the exact date in mind. I think it's going to be like somewhere in March, I believe. Um, once that happens, whatever. I don't care if we still got games left. I don't care if we're in the, if we're in the playoffs, which I doubt. Uh, if it falls, depending on where it falls, then may, maybe I, I, I'll delay it into the end of the season. But three days off are coming. Seven days, I can't take. I, listen, I'm just going to be real. My flaw as a person, I don't know how to take off work. I'm not taking seven days off. But as far as all things must pass, yeah, we're going to outlive, hopefully, right, knock on wood, the Billy Donovan era. We're going to outlive the current era of where the Chicago Bulls sit. We're going to out, outlive where Acme and AK have this team. But, like, at the end of the day, it just really comes down to this, is that we deserve better. And I think that's the most important thing in all of this. We deserve better from this organization. And, you know, hopefully that they realize it. Like I said before, the Zach Levine trade thing, it's going to force them to make a change that otherwise they probably wouldn't have changed. And hopefully they come out on the other side of that 
better than where we started off at eventually. I don't think it's going to be like you trade Zach Levine instantly you get better, well, depending on the pieces you get back, but hopefully it changes the outlook of the team and in two, three years or whatever, we're sitting in a much better place than the fucking hellhole we find ourselves in right now with this franchise that we love. But all right, let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from Big O. What's going on, Hayes? Big O, brother, uh, calling in. Uh, uh, great video, as always. Uh, kind of agree with one of your calls when they said that, uh, you know, when you look at, you know, because I hear you and Pat talk about it a lot, but it's the way they built Denver. And it's like, when you really look at it, if that team don't draft Jokic, the Denver is not the Denver Nuggets that we want to be. You know what I mean? If, if, if Bob Pax would have drafted Jokic, they'd still have a job in the front office right now for the Chicago. That's just how that went. You know, we just, it's the same thing with us drafting Derrick Rose. You know what I mean? We got luck, and they can't got luck. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes that's just what it takes. Take a little bit of luck. But to your point, you know, bring Alonzo in the way the season started with Alonzo. Can't give him credit for that. So I guess can he build a team that we still never made to be seen? We haven't really seen him build a team without getting lucky. You know what I'm saying? And we see it, you know, we see it all the time. Dallas Maverick did it with Dirk. Uh, you know, uh, the Detroit Pistons did it. You know, it's certain things we can point to that didn't really have a superstar who can say, hey, he built a hell of a thing. Uh, second thing, uh, I do like what Pat said. So you agreed that uh, Charlotte might have to go all in, and they might be putting, you know, it's a possibility Brandon Miller could be had for Zach Levine. And my thing to that, because, you know, when you add Mark Williams, Terry Rose, obviously going to make the money work. Jordan they will make the money work. If that's the case, then I can't see them just doing that straight up. But they might be like, hey, if we're giving you Brandon Miller and we're going in for the win now, they might want Boucher Swift. And my question to you is, if you can get Brandon Miller and maybe, let's say, Mark Williams and the cap fillers for Zach Levine and Nicole Boucher, then is that a deal you would entertain? Um, I think that would be a good deal. I'd be like, hey, well, take them both. Take them both. Take them both off my hand. We'll just, we'll just the young player, and we basically be swapping it out as far as Duke, and then Charlotte to be in the kind of let's go try to make the playoffs now type of type of deal. So uh, I kind of I like that idea. I also think that the Bulls should be targeting uh, for Caruso trade. They should be looking at Oklahoma City. I would say Boots as well. Like, you know, if Boots, if, you, if you're moving Boots, and he, you know, and then he ain't in the Charlotte deal like I just mentioned, I would be looking at, uh, I'd be looking at LKC. You know, they can slash Shaq to the floor. They, you know, get to a defender at Caruso. Y'all got plenty of picks. Y'all got young players. Y'all got to move off of at, at some point anyway. I, that would be the two teams I'd be targeting if I'm the Bulls. But uh, keep doing your thing, brother. Go Bulls. Red. Uh, All right, here's the thing. Um, So here's the thing that I'll say is that, yes, drafting a star is cool, and I get what you're saying on that, but you still have to build a team around that star. And, like, getting a star is just the first step. And, and well, the first step as far as getting to contend, you still have to draft well afterwards. You have to sign well afterwards. You have to not give out extremely bad contracts. You have to do those things. So had Gar Packs drafted Jokic, would they still be around? No, because they couldn't. They they even admitted they didn't know how to build a team at that point in time. So I, I got to fight back a little bit on that. Um, so I still think, like, it's more than just luck because you still have to support it. Or you can end up being a, a team like Portland who drafted Dane, could never really put a team around him. Or the Philadelphia 76ers, who drafted Embiid after tanking for a long time. But even, even with that said, the team still isn't necessarily looked at a championship contending team, right? They have their flaws and things like that. So it's, it's more than just getting the star that makes it lucky. You also have to be smart after you get your star, which 
does take a, a, a monochrome of luck or a big, big amount of luck, but you still have to support it by signing and building around that player the correct way. So that's what I think in that. As far as the Hornets, here's the thing. I, I, it's a fun conversation to have. I've had it here. Me and Pat had it. But the Hornets are not trading Brandon Miller. We can try to talk ourselves into saying, oh, well, they'll give up Brandon. And Mark, there's no way they trade Brandon Miller and Mark Williams for Zach and Vooch. There's no way. I'm going to give that a 0% chance. If it happens, I'd love to be, be here, pull this clip, come back and say, hey, listen, I said there's a 0% chance, and it happened. But they're not. And it, for much of the same reasoning you're laying out for why they may do it is why they're probably not going to do it. They, don't, they aren't a team that, that gets free agents. They're not a free agent destination. So why would you trade? A, a high lottery pick you just drafted in Brandon Miller, who you haven't even began to scratch the surface of what he could be. And for a player like Zach Levine, like I'm not saying that they wouldn't trade for Zach. I believe that they could have interest in Zach, but they're not giving up Brandon Miller for Mark Williams, maybe because a defensive minded big and things like that, or maybe kind of you could say that it's easier to, to replace that theoretically. But I don't think that they are going to look to move Brandon Miller because, listen, this guy has a, a tremendous scoring upside. So. I don't think that that's going to be the case. I, I know as fans, we love to think that that could happen, but I highly doubt. I, I put that at a near 0% chance that the, the Bulls end up landing Brendan Miller in a Zach Levine trade with the Charlotte Hornets. I'd be willing to bet on that. I think more likely than that, you're probably looking at P.J. Washington, um, players like that uh, being included on top of what they can use to match salaries, but I'm not really I'm not really thinking that, that you're going to get Brandon Miller in a case like that. But all right. Let's get into the last voicemail for today. This one is from Shay. What's up, guys? This is Shay. First off, before I get started on the topic, I just want to tell you happy Thanksgiving. Hope you and your family have a wonderful holiday. Okay? The real reason I'm calling. You know, a lot of people have been talking about Patrick Williams and Nicola Vucevic, and I get that. But this is one thing where I have to get on a lot of people's ass about, including a lot of your, including your co-hosts, C-Dub and Kevin. Now, I said, and I still love him, though. Everybody's sitting up here talking about Kobe White. Kobe White, oh, his shooting percentage has gone down, this and that. Oh, he ain't taking a step forward. Let me tell y'all something. Kobe White started on the bench last year, and he is now the starting point guard. Not only is this man playing out of position, but he's still trying to find his way. And he has improved a little bit. His playmaking has got somewhat decency, decently better. Nah. He's not averaging 18 points a game. I get that, but let's put some respect on this man's name because the fact that he's being asked to do a job, him along with Alex Caruso, that they probably shouldn't even been there, and we already knew poor Billy Donovan in the Catholic Chicago Bulls that Kobe White was not a point guard. And the fact that he's doing it, y'all need to show him a little bit more respect than that. Think about it. it think about it. The fact that he's not scoring and he has to focus on playmaking, which is not his strength, and the fact that he's looking to make a step vocally, on, especially on the defensive end, y'all need to be showing him a little bit more credit than that. Now, look, I know Kobe, I know a lot of people, I know I haven't been the biggest Kobe White supporter when it comes to starting, but, I mean, with y'all just shitting on him and time bouncing, oh, he along with Patrick Williams has regressed. Let me tell you something. The man ain't in his normal role, so you don't have to show him a little bit more respect than that. That's all I got to say. Anyway, too much to think, Hayes. Peace. I love this because Shea hasn't always been the biggest supporter of Kobe White. And, you know, I didn't see what C-Dub and, and Big Kev said. Those are my brothers. But for people who say that, that Kobe hasn't taken a step forward, I think are just looking too much at just the stats. You got to actually watch the games. Kobe is absolutely taking a step forward, and he's learning a point guard position, which isn't necessarily best suited to his skill set. And that's why when you see things like Zach Levine not being out there, that's why I did have Kobe White 
on my list of players that I think would benefit greatly once Zach Levine is moved because it allows him to, to theoretically, depending on what we get back, to go into more of his natural scorers type mentality. And I think that that's going to help Kobe White tremendously. Kobe White is absolutely taking a step forward. His understanding of the game, his passing has gotten steadily better. His defense has been something that's been on the rise for the last like two and a half seasons at this point. Kobe White is absolutely taking a step forward. And the, the, the people who, who like crap on Kobe White and say, oh, he's not it at point guard, I think don't look at what he's being asked to do as the point guard and are kind of looking at generally what, what they think a true point guard type does. And there aren't a lot of true point guards in the league anymore either way. Kobe White is definitely in, increased. He's definitely taking steps forward. He hasn't taken a leap. I won't say that. But he's definitely taking a step forward. And I think you're seeing a Kobe White that's still kind of filling out the way to be the starter and what this team needs from their starting point guard. And we'll see if he comes out on that on the better side of it. I think he will. That's my thought process. You guys can let me know what you think down below. But that's my time for today, guys. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, questions, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, like you heard in today's episode, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.